Hello. Hi, Sid. How do you do? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not really thinking about the football. <laughs> I don't know why you might you be thinking that. the only person in England that's not thinking about football. No, he like is, if... I think so. He'll be like tomorrow watching the football after work or probably at work. <laughs> no. Probably going to be wearing his uh, lucky socks, his lucky boxes, his lucky hat. <laughs> yeah, he should take a photo with his uh, football, uh, you know, fan stuff he'll be wearing tomorrow. Probably. You, you too. <laughs> how are you doing, Hala? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. I'm always, I'm tomorrow on Brighton Beach as well again. Oh, lovely. Lovely. No, I mean for the football. <laughs> I know, I know. You're posting some very cool photos. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're England, so we have to support. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Does anyone know the score yet? Does anyone score? So I'm not thinking about the football. I'm not thinking about the football. Okay. Uh, am I going to have a live uh, football? <laughs> Let's <do it. laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine Hala wearing the Belgium shirt. You're wearing the today. <laughs> okay. So. Um, it's it's been a while since um since we last had a chat, so I thought you know what we've had a lot of changes and a lot of uproar on certain topics in the last couple of weeks. That you know what I thought it's quite necessary to get two influential people that are in our pharmacy profession currently, and obviously one's male, one's female, and I'm here as a neutralizer. I'm Switzerland here. <laughs> and i i think it's quite necessary that we do talk about these topics that have been coming up on social media and they are topics that rp are on people's minds and i think we need to we need insight on both parties here on how to move forward on, on how to move forward on certain things but so far Sid it's zero zero okay <laughs> we have scoring tonight <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything I've, I've got the tv in the background going but I am concentrating on you Raj. oh yeah you're watching the football now are you no 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 I'm, I'm totally focused on one woman versus versus 22 players and a referee don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I've got, you know me, I, I like to keep things a bit interesting. So we have got a bit of a trivia round in the beginning part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sid, your buzzer is going to be Twit Twoo. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Hala, <laughs> your buzzer is going to be <laughs> um, bringing it home. <laughs> She, she usually does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so whoever whoever does their buzzer noise, okay, will answer the question. Okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, first question, how many boxes of 28 are required for 336 tablets? Jeez. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was that again? <laughs> <laughs> How many boxes of 28 are required for 336 tablets? You asked me this after a hard day at work. Good Lord. Come on, it's the pharmacist question. I have a dispenser. 
of an ATT. <laughs> you guys don't even use the buzzes, buzzes, buzzes. Um, Hela, help. <laughs> Where's Hela gone? Twit twoo. Hello? Is it 12? 12 boxes of 28? Yes. I'm guessing now. Is that right? 36 divided by 28? Yes. Fantastic. See, I wrote this before that, and I didn't even re- I didn't even write the answer to that. That's like <laughs> no time. <laughs> you meant to use your buzzer, Sid. You meant to use the buzzer. I did. I said twit twoo. Twit twoo. Okay, I didn't hear it. Where's Halle gone? Um, you know what? She's probably uh, she's probably getting a calculator. It's hidden under her fifty shades of consideration. Whatever it was she reading. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, she's dropped off. That was a tricky question, considering how long days work. In, you know what? If you ask me that question first thing in the morning, hello, I would, I would hello. Right away. I can hear you, but I went off. Did you like uh, push me out? <laughs> no. I think you've been hacked again. Yeah, I don't have of that. You've been hacked. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm always the okay, next, uh, next question. Um true or false was Benjamin Franklin a pharmacist? Twit true. No. Okay, go ahead. No. According to Google it says yes. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which Benjamin Franklin are we talking about? Are we talking about the one down the pub on a Saturday night? No. <laughs> we talk about the footballer. Is there a footballer called Benjamin Franklin? Yes, there is. He used to play for Watford in 1976. I think this is the most Benjamin Frank, famous Benjamin Franklin that anyone's ever known. No, you mean the uh, the American, uh, the founding father of the United States? Yes. I didn't know he was a farmer. I don't think that. I don't think you're right. It's on Google. He's a scientist. He's a physicist. I'm sure he's a physicist. It comes up as pharmacist, and it said that Agatha Christie was a pharmacy technician That's too. That's right. I knew that. I knew that about Agatha Christie. All right, beg your pardon. I, I would. I know better than to argue with you. <laughs> Okay, yes, she do. Yes, she do. And so far, still nil-nil as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the, this is now a football question. On the penalty shootout last week, what was the score? Uh, it's coming home. <laughs> which, 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 which penalty shootout? England? Or... Yeah, of course, England. 5-4. Yeah, four. Four. I, said, I said before, it's coming home. 4-3. Four three, you're correct, Alice. Yeah, that of course, was I always watch the football. <laughs> yeah. She didn't yeah, press that, her buzzer. Was... Oh yes, she did. I <laughs> said it's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, what percentage of pharmacists get their flu jab done on a yearly basis? Is it eighty six, ninety five, eighty two, or seventy four? Uh, it's coming home. Let's try this. So let's say 82. You can guess as well, see? Twit 
Seventy four. Okay. Seventy four. Yeah. Sid's right. Who's right? <laughs> Who's right? Sid's right. You're right, yeah. Mm. I got one. Right. You got it. No, you got the boxes as well. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they scored. Francis scored. Francis scored. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They got one. Yeah, they've got one. Belgium nil, France one. So is that Brilliant. France going to play in the finals, probably? Oh, tomorrow's going to be nervous. Tomorrow's going to be nervous. Yes, yes, yes. Right, 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 right. Let's get to nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty here. Um, there are two topics that keep coming up on social media that I think need highlighting further. first mm-hmm. one is women in pharmacy. Mm-hmm. We are reading a lot more. We're seeing a lot more. So I want to discuss that in a bit more depth. But also the second topic is discrimination and bullying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, we've seen a lot more and I think that needs to be highlighted a bit more as well. Um, that's uh, a good topic. Going to, yes, going to women in pharmacy. Sid, now yeah. this question's to you because you're a male. Yeah. Do you think that there is an issue currently? Definitely. Um, the, the, the main issues are that the, the, the way things are worked and the way the workplace is there, there's very little support for women to have, to have a family. There's very little support in terms of empowerment, career breaks, coming back from maternity leave where their male counterparts would have progressed through the ranks a bit more. Um, there's a lack of equality around pay and therefore around in terms of service provision, in terms of ability to have those career breaks. I don't really understand how there can be a different gender pay gap in that respect. I really don't get it because we're all doing the same work. It's all about competence and expertise. So that, that's quite weird. And I think um, I've never seen it in my work. I must admit, all, but, I, but there's definitely a lot of issues that need addressing. Do you think it's bigger than pharmacy? Do you, do you think this is like uh, an issue that covers all services or industries that we are that we currently are in in England, or do you think it's just do we have that divide more highlighted in pharmacy? I think it's all over. I think it's uh, it's institutional. I think it's well. I know it's institutional. I know that it's widespread. It's in, it's in every sector. I even know that it's in the medical field, uh, even in nursing. So it, we're, we're no different. What I'm, what I'm glad to, to say is that we're a profession mainly of, of women. I think the last statistics are somewhere around 70%, 65%, So you're talking about statistics, the, the percentage of women that are in pharmacy currently. I think that's Correct. the last thing I heard. Yep. So the statistically, there are, there are definitely more more women in working pharmacy than, than men. Yet, yet, if you look at that, we've got very few women leaders on on organisations like the NPA, the PSNC, um, and and some of the other like the CCA. Uh, the Royal Pharmaceutical Society is a, is, a, is a good balance of, of, of uh, gender, but there's mm-hmm. also the issue around how men are smaller in number but have far higher managerial positions. So there's definitely a systemic, a systemic issue around um, not involving 
women and having a gender issue around that and inequality around because of course that leads to an equality gap so we need to address exactly what are the needs of a, a competent lady woman doing well and try and develop a workplace that that is gender friendly because if you get somebody competent and and really good and nurture them and create a workplace where they can deliver then the whole then the whole profession benefits not it's it's not just a gender issue so, Why do there's a divide there in the first place? Yes, totally. No, but why? Why do you think it's still there? After all these years, we've spoken about equality, I don't know how many times. Why do you think it's still there? I think it's still there because it's it, because men and men don't really understand what women need and therefore they don't develop the workplace around it. So if you provided career development that was female orientated if you allowed for career breaks if you allowed for crashes if you allowed for return to practice and didn't make it so difficult then that would not be so much of an issue but right now it's definitely a very male gender orientated workplace and and profession okay and how do you feel you know with the current talks that are going on with women in pharmacy and women in leadership it's absolutely great that initiatives and stuff like that happened but how do you feel with the fact that it's just pure females that are leading this way do you feel that men should be involved in it to bring about change yeah i mean it's got to be a meeting of minds you can't bring around change where it's just going to be from one side otherwise you'll have an imbalance and you would not really have any form of agreed outcome what you will have is just talk and talk leads to nothing really action leads a bit louder than words and um, to reach to reach a consensus you need all sides listening always because then you will understand the barriers understand the challenges and only then will you realize what the best solutions would be mm-hmm. and I what are your thoughts on Hala? So um, on the second part, I think so when we are talking that women and men have to be involved in this because um, nothing can happen only if we have a woman group. So yeah. I think so we both need each other because, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we have more people joining each other, I think so we'll have a bigger capacity and better outcomes. And I always have, you know, both male and female friends. And I think so that if we wanted something to go further, as Seed mentioned, we need the capacity from both mentality, female and males, to push things forward. Because I think so female on their own, in my opinion, I don't know, it needs more and more empowerment than just having female on their own without them. So it's case of now... More collaboration, uh, this is to both. I think, so collaboration, yeah. more collaboration. Yeah. So, so this is to both of you now. Like, I think we've heard enough now from just females. Now yeah. is time that we have to put steps and stones and action into place, and only then can we see results. Is that yeah, something even you... the election wise when I'm passing through the election and the hard time basically I had a few close friends that supported me and you know there was women in groups and stuff like this but I didn't have that much support that you know the way that I needed to have 
<laughs> so I think so that we have to have equality and we have to, to have men on our side as well, in addition to female, because if we need things to go forward, we need each other at the end of the day. No matter how powerful we are, no matter how much, you know, power, capacity we have, we always need that collaboration and uh, we need to put things into place and move it forward. Yeah. I watched a TED Talk recently. Mm-hmm. And in that TED Talk, um, it, it opened my eyes a little, but then I thought, you know what, is there truth to it? In the sense of the women in the East yeah. of, our, of our world will support yeah. each other, but the women in the West won't. Do you do you find any truth in that? I mean, I went through the election part, and to be honest, I didn't have any of the women group that stood by me and said, "Let's defend her, let's you know work with her, let's do this, let's do that." It was all quiet, silent. You know, a few texts here and there, but basically, I had few trusted friends that pushed me up through this process. And if we're not going to have the support when we need it in life, then what's the point of having any group if no one is going to stand up when you need them to stand up for it? Yeah. Can I, can I just say, I mean, we, we always had a saying at, at, in my house growing up, educate a woman and you can educate a family. And um, uh-huh. we were always taught that women are the real architects of society and that um, a woman suffers more but men suffer. I was, I was saying educate a woman and you can educate a family. Okay. Um, so, so we were always, we, we, I mean, I was raised in it where, where, where my mother really wore the trousers. Uh, she was, she was the, the, the matriarch of the family and very, very uh, strong headed. So we've always grown up with it, with that philosophy that, um, you know, um, there are two theories to arguing with women and neither one works. Mm-hmm. So, the fact, the fact, the fact. So, so I, I have, I have never shown any gender inequality. If anything, I've, I've totally shown respect. But I think what we could do is make the workplace a lot more better. But I think, if anything, um, what I saw out of the women empowerment group is you had two things come out. One was about the inequality around the gender, around pay and work, and, yeah. and, the, work, and the workplace. And the other one was around um, and leadership. Now mm-hmm. there were some situations around bullying and some situations around. Um, lack of women in leadership and what we physically saw was were women hijacking the agenda uh, for their own political gain their own needs their own platform and saying oh woe is me and you know we've got to move forward on this but I saw nobody uh, back to that adage words uh, actions speak louder than words I saw nobody take ownership of action and show how they lead the way. They all spoke about their own situations, but not each other's as a whole. And I, yeah. and I, and I saw that. And so they, they, some of them turned it into a political playground and they gained political ground because of it. And they're all the usual uh, leaders, some on the English pharmacy board, some, uh, some ex-pharmacy board members, all of them were basically saying what it was like. Yet I saw nobody come uh, and and show any form of proper leadership at a time when when people like Halle needed support like when yeah. she was literally pillared from post to post I did not see any of our female leaders at the RPS coming to defense even though I raised it at the English pharmacy board even though some were <laughs> on Twitter some even liked the posts against her and, yeah. and and I just I just thought that these people are just very two-faced but I've, but that's not a lady 
thing. That's a, that, that's a general. Um, that's just a general uh, bad thing for, for just as a human trait. But but then to turn around and, and pretend that they're whiter than white and women need to stick together, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. yeah. And that's something I very much have an issue with. Yeah, I saw your support anyway. And I, which is why I when it, it literally did like strike a light bulb moment with me when I watched that TED talk and I was like, do you know what? I actually agree with that. Because women in the East, they know the struggle. Yeah, they know yeah. what they've gone what through to like? get yeah. where they've got to. So you have to be able to support each other to carry on. Yeah. yeah. But here, the, and this is what's eye-opening me more, is that you're trying to make waves in the sense of trying to get some sort of action going, get some stepping stones going and move away from just having words and actually get motion rolling, get the wheels going. Yet then to another woman, you're coming on your turf. How dare you? How dare you do that? How dare you? And it's quite shocking because I'm like, one minute you want change, yeah, but you're the one putting the brakes on in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen as well isolation. Like people were trying to isolate me, not to tweet my tweets, and they're playing all those games. And I'm thinking, if we're not going to stand there and support each other as we should do, what's the point? You know what I mean? We talk about no. things, but we don't do them. You yeah. Know, Raj, you, you absolutely. Um... Hit, hit things r- right bang on the nail there what is what is leadership leadership is about making life easier for the front line correct yes it's about using your influence to make the experience of patients users cares relatives colleagues smoother and memorable for the right reasons correct yes it's about making your actions make our jobs tasks easier better and more achievable right yeah so how are you going to help share best practice show people good looks like if you can only talk about it not intervene and show leadership and pave that ground. Otherwise, it's just empty, cheap talk. And that's what we saw from a lot of our female leadership. Um, I saw more leadership by people who weren't in leadership positions or past leadership positions than I did see amongst our own uh, females in the leadership positions. Yeah. But this sort of topic can just be used in pharmacy in general, not just as in women in pharmacy. We talk about pharmacies in a difficult time. Uh, We need to unite together. We need to have one voice. And again, we need to we need to define what that actually means. But I've noticed that someone actually takes that initiative to make change, to make a positive world to engage collaboration to engage multidisciplinary sections and things like that what we've all been talking about yet as soon as it's announced you've got people firing literally and people sending private messages saying well i've seen people come and go how dare you do this how dare you do that and i'm like i don't see you coming out with solutions so how can you come out and and and, and essentially? Hi, that, that was really good. Can you carry on? <laughs> I was in a rant, like full on rant. Then long <laughs> <Like, gone> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now, what Brilliant. I was saying was a case of um, like this topic is highlighted in women in pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people railroad other women just so. Yeah. 
because you're coming on like their territory. Hold on. I'm leading the way for women in pharmacy. You lead the way for women in pharmacy and then get motions in moving, get the wheels going. But I've also seen it in pharmacy as a general. We talk about wanting to unite, wanting to collaborate, bring multidisciplinary sections to, you know, to, to unite and we want the profession to move together. But I've seen on social media where people actually are trying to do that. They want to initiate moves. They are trying to gauge interest. But then you see the same key players, and I'm going to highlight this again, same key players mm-hmm. that will railroad it. And the key players that will just literally make your life hell just because you are trying to make motion. So I'm like, either you put up with the ranting and the raving and say that, you know, my job sucks, it's this, it's that, or actually get your ass into gear and effing do some bloody work. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Vision without action is a daydream. Action yeah. without vision is a nightmare. And that's what we're having. And as, 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 and as we don't work together, there's no solidarity. We work separately, we work against each other, and therefore we never move forward. We have, and, that, and we it, have that nightmare. And it's still that. Mm-hmm. Very much. I, I know many pharmacists that are, are wanting to put motions into track, wanting to get stepping stones in place. And they are sending me private messages, screenshots of what's being said to them. And like I said, key players. And it was just like, I was gobsmacked. Well, I'm the same. I've been received a lot of private messages and it's really awful what I've heard recently. You can't imagine what I've heard. I can't even say what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, It's really, really, we're reaching a place which is really, really disgusting, but I can't talk for the time being because it's really private stuff happening and and there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um. So this leads off obviously into discrimination and bullying. Yeah. What do you? Th- what would you say that means to you? If I said to you, a person has been discriminated and bullied against, what does it mean to you? Um, everyone defines bullying in a different way because you know everyone's depending on how they feel about it and how it affects their life. Um, some people can be bullied emotionally. Some people can be be bullied physically, sexually. There's a lot of terms for bullying. Um, yeah. I think so. The most hurting one might be as well the emotional part because you can't see any signs, you can't see any bruises. Um, it can affect the person, and it takes a lot of time for them to get out of it. It's not an easy process. Um, and I think so. A lot of people have been through this. Uh, in silo and I met a lot of people that are going through it right now they don't know where to look they go off sick and they don't know where to turn because it's a very difficult situation to be in so people can isolate you they can harass you um, you can feel victimized so I think so isolation is a very big one because they, you can be bullied by being isolated or yes. being called names so it's, it's, it's a big, big world, you know. Bullying is a very big, big term to be used. Yeah, um, I, think, I, think we've, I think this profession, especially the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, has been willfully, willfully blind to it because a lot of people don't know how to handle it and they don't know how to handle the conflict that it provokes. And 
I, I mean, Hala, I saw Hala having malicious rumors spread about her. I saw unfair treatment. They picked on her as an individual. They undermined her credibility. They undermined her competency, her professionalism. They denied her a voice. And they broke all boundaries of moral decency, behaviors, skills, things that you would expect of pharmacists. They did not they did not display those skills. I saw judgmental morons and I saw clodpates in full speed with no vestige, absolutely no vestige of, of decency or, or respect. Uh, no empathy. So I think bullying can, can be of a workforce. It can be of an individual. It could be um, psychologically damaging. And quite and quite frankly, I think so those people that stood idly by um, were just associates of that. I mean, you wouldn't see an, uh, somebody in a playground getting bullied, yet you'd let them get, get, get treated like that on social media as if it's okay. And now I got lots of messages as well. And... Um, that's why I got involved with Hala was because I just could not let that happen, even though potentially she was competing against me in an election. Uh, my moral decency, my moral compass would not let would not let me do that. And it was quite interesting to, that when you look at Hala, even if you don't agree with her opinions, she's very thoughtful. She's very educated, very smart. She's employable in just about every sector you can think of, GP surgeries, pharmacies, industry, academia. And yet she was bullied because of her personality and she was a woman who was a threat. And if you look at the pack herd mentality, it was, it was the men attacking her. And I have never seen such ferocity and vitriolic attack. And yet none of the women waded in. Very few did yourself. Uh, there was a couple others uh, as well, but none of the main leaders who were stood on that podium talking about women empowerment at the Royal Pharmaceuticals the other day got involved. None of them at all. And that's what it—that's it, what is the gobsmacking moment. The fact that it's—I feel at times it's all talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why we need actions. I mean, even like I heard from people, they saying to about me, don't talk to her. She's a trouble. She's a trouble because she didn't get elected and she's causing trouble. And I'm not, I'm not a troublemaker. I never caused trouble to anyone. Oh, you are someone that that's has made waves. You are someone that has made waves and made a path for yourself within a short period of time. You grew a social media platform for yourself, which no one had ever done. And yeah. it opened the eyes to what pharmacy was. And you became an influencer literally overnight. Mm. Literally, if I look back at it, it is like overnight. And... And this, this comes back to what I was saying earlier. Women feel threatened by it. Yeah. yeah. And men. <laughs> it's not supporting it. It's not supporting it. That, yeah, okay, yeah, men as well. Um, but they feel threatened by it. And instead of seeing this person, and, and it could be other people other than yourselves, Hala, where it's like, okay, they're growing an image for our profession. Let's see where this can go. Let's support them. Yeah. It's no, let's bring them down a few ranks yeah. and uh, put them back in their place. And uh, can... going back to schoolyard tactics. Absolutely. Can I, can I just say, but then, then Hala comes out with, with yet another opening gambit. She throws a, a, a double deuce. And what she's done, <laughs> 
if she's talked about it and she's opened up about it. She didn't shirk. She didn't hide. She didn't crawl under under her shell or, or go or crawl back into a hole that they wanted her to. She came out, she exposed yeah. it, a sign of immense strength. And then on top of yeah. that, other people then came to her and me and said, I'm getting bullied in the workplace. And then guess what? For a, a magazine, I can't remember which one it is, then sets up a bullying campaign based on what's Hala's experiences and doesn't involve Hala in it. So yeah. again, you see another platform that Hala's created for other thousands have hijacked, jumped on and, and, and stole yeah. away. And uh, it, it shows just, just how important it is. And I think one way of tackling this is whistleblowing, having open information, having a network, a support network. And only then, by shining a light on the dark corners of bullying within the profession, will we make sure that people who are bullies do not get high places within the profession unless people are aware of it. Because then you'll yes. see the narcissists and the bulliers and the insecure people and those who are politically motivated, they will not end up then massaging their egos by attacking other people. They will never be allowed anywhere near anywhere near a platform to spread their poison around. And that's why Hala has somehow shown amazing, amazing leadership skills. And well done for everyone that publicly supported her because it took a lot of guts. A lot of guts. Definitely. I it it was a horrible three weeks to witness. Oh yeah. It was like it took him three months to be able to publish this one in um today's pharmacist they said to me yeah i kept on writing it over and over again and by the support of a lot of people i'm so grateful for and, you know they said i said one of the topic i'm struggling to write about and it took me a long time to, to prepare it after three months trying to prepare it from till i gained my strength back and uh, of course by the supporters thank you thank i'm so grateful for the supporters who supported me you know they were amazing standing by me through this period and uh thank you as well for your amazing uh, piece of work that you published about bullying it's not an easy thing um it took me it took me, um, I'd say, a good, a good year to get my head around it. I was left quite, I was left very hurt, yeah. very, very hurt. Like, I was someone that were, you could never question competence or capability of, you ask me to do it, I'll do it, and I'll do it 110%. And it felt like seven years of my life had gone to waste. Yeah literally and being in that place being pregnant too it was not a nice combination to be in um and yeah like i said in that in that article i wrote you if you'd asked me 12 months ago would i learn from it my answer would have been no mm. i had a lot of hatred in me 12 months ago a lot of hatred yeah. uh, and all I kept hearing from people that I kept, you know my family my husband were you will learn from this you will grow from this and you'll become stronger mm. and at that point in time I was like bunch of fecking bollocks no I'm not I, you know <laughs> you're hurted because to an extent when you're hurted in your yeah, when you literally, I'm a scorpion. I hold on grudges for dear life. <laughs> you never forget your friends yeah. or family. 
Yeah, cross me, yeah, and I will hold on to it till the earth is frozen. <laughs> That's okay, I was one day after Scorpion. I'm just a Sagittarius on the border. <laughs> one day after. It, it, as time went on, I saw karma happen. I did see karma happen, and it's taken me a lot of time to bring peace to it and for me to be like, you know what, this is something that I want to voice as well. And and what I went through in those 12 months, I would never wish upon anyone. Yeah. 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 By God, within the 12, 12 worst months of my entire life so where sorry. my health is at risk, my child's health is at risk, everything. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No. But I'm here, I'm stronger than ever, and Good I am a person that now, I now call bullshit. I'm a pharmacist that swears and not in front of my patients, but <laughs> I see a lot of bullshit happening in this profession. And I'm going to call it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We Good. are pharmacists. We should be professional and supporting each other. And that's the aim of being a pharmacist, not putting their lights, trying to push everyone down and who's better and who's best and who's this and who's that. Everyone has skills, you know? If everyone uses their own skills, we can do a lot of things together and move forward. Definitely. Each of us us deserves the best to live happily, achieve success and blossom in every way. And and by doing that with your team, with each other, you will absolutely punch above your weight and deliver far more capacity than than is possible as an, as an individual. And uh, and I see a lot of polit- people with egos and political gain that will try and help you out of the way for this, their own search. Yeah. But unfortunately, the minute you call those people out, you're considered to be a troublemaker. That's I am a troublemaker. That's what I'm called. And uh, and 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 therefore you're a pariah. And therefore, you're not a semi-robotic being because you are because you you have a a freedom of thought. You're an independent thinker. You're a professional thought provoker. The minute you 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 look a bit different than anybody else or sound differently, you're attacked. Look at Hala. She changed her picture on Twitter, and look how and look how she got attacked just for changing her Twitter picture. And it was a campaign picture. It wasn't anything else, like a campaign I've picture. I've never known her. anybody attacked for changing their profile and being told that you really think it's going to win you more votes by changing your picture. Yeah. Ridiculous. And that was, and that was barred by a past leader of the profession. No, and now the uh, recent rumours is, um, you know, don't support Allah, she's a troublemaker because she hasn't got elected. Really? That's the other rumour now going on, yeah. Um, very sorry to hear that. A lot of people that didn't get elected went back into hiding because of what they did. No, so no, I heard people saying know. that. They say, be away from her, she's a troublemaker. You, 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 I'm immensely proud of you. You, you carried on, you persevered, you carry on. Because these are people that, you know, they're going to try and knock you down. These are the people that are going to be pebbles in your path. A pebble shouldn't knock you over. Yeah. Always believe in yourself and keep moving forward. And there's a lot coming. There's a lot of uh, new things coming up. Wait and see. And uh, more to come. That's good. Do, do you know what my formula for success is? Yeah, yeah go on. It's the, it's the unconditional acceptance of life. Okay. And if you have a clean conscience and you've thought something carefully, then go ahead and do it. Otherwise, you're betraying yourself. Do fight for what you believe in and do it with a passion or don't do it at all. 
yeah, yeah, I always see the passion in you. When you do something, you do it with passion and love. And I think so that's why whenever you were on the RPS, you're always doing stuff with uh, passion and love of pharmacy. And I always see that pharmacy love inside you. Oh, thank you. And and you too, Hala. I think, um, I think that one of the greatest things about you is that there's nothing precious about you. You always think about others and you always put others first. And um, I think you're a real credit professional. I really hope you do restand and 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 put a smile on everybody else's face except those that bullied you. Well, um, I consider like life is too short, and um, we don't know all of us how long we're gonna live in this world. But all I know is um, we have one duty to do: is when we are alive in this planet, is to make sure that we can do the best of the best. And my aim in life is not to hurt anyone and just do the best that I can in my life and to provide the best for everything I do. Well, I think, I think Hala, on the pantheon of greats, in the canon of pharmacy halls of fame, you think about Hala, you know exactly who Hala is. It's a bit like Pele, Jesus, Pope, <laughs> Queen. You've got Hala. <laughs> and I think, I think you've made it now. Just because, you know, I feel sorry for anyone else called Hala because they'll always be con- confused for you. And and, and and you've cast a shadow now. You've set a benchmark. You've set the bar too high for anyone called Alan. Oh. You're the only Alan I know. <laughs> no, no. When you lead with your heart, I think so. And you just keep moving. I think so. You always have good things towards you. Yeah. Definitely. Now, with the news of uh, Jeremy Hunt. Oh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Matt Hannock? Even though he's a person that bolted on pharmacy cuts, what do you think that means for pharmacy's future now? I think I don't think there's going to be much difference at all, I'm afraid to say, for the very simple reason that there's institutionalised scepticism about pharmacy. Um, the same, you know, you might get different uh, sectors of state, but you're going to have the same civil servants. You're going to have the same chief pharmacist who thinks that community pharmacists to shopkeepers who wants to see remote supervision come in and wants to see robot um, automated service coming in to remove face-to-face, who sees the cost of everything and not the value of anything, who um, thinks that we should run community pharmacy like hospital, which when, entire, when it's entirely different, a hospital pharmacy, they've got patients who are captives, if you like. You, they've already got a diagnosis, whereas in community today, you, you don't know what's going to walk in or who's going to walk in next and what they're going to get. Um, you know, if, if we had more support, we'd have more pharmacists prescribing, we'd have a better workforce fund, we'd have more investment. We wouldn't be having these draconian cuts. So I don't think that his life support system around him is going to do any good for us because they're the same people. So you could have anybody in that position and they will never make a blind bit of difference until you change the cultural shift, the cultural thinking around the advice that they get. Only then will you see a real change for patients, the NHS, taxpayers and pharmacy. How do we change the culture around that? I think we've got to get patient. Well, making every contact count is one way. Uh, making, um, ensuring that we get, we get collaboration with patients, doctors, nurses. They're talking about increasing the number of doctors and nurses. The fact is they've not utilised the pharmacy workforce. They've not used the prevention of nature of pharmacy. We're the third largest healthcare profession, and they've not used us. If we did, we'd have a national common ailment scheme by now. So, it, so I think what we need to do is make more collaborative working. We need to be more consistent, not work in silos. 
and start engaging outside stakeholders like patients to start um, blowing our own trumpets for us. Yeah, like I was going to ask, like, what do you think about if we started off like a public campaign of just recording public's comments of what they think farms this does, what their perception is, and then start building upon that? Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea, but let, let's, let's, let's look back at this. I mean, we had nearly 2 million signatures against the funding cuts. They achieved nothing. We had um, the Pharmacy Action Campaign about 15 years ago against resale price maintenance. It still went. We had all sorts of public campaigns, but, they, but the problem is they only happened in a reactive nature. If we could have a proactive uh, joint approach between all the different organisations and involve other healthcare professionals, look at prescribing. When um, pharmacists yeah. wanted to do prescribing, it, it got knocked down by everybody. By supporting the nurses and getting prescribing, and I helped write a chapter in a nurse's book, we then got um, the realm of prescribing out of the doctors and into nurses, into another healthcare profession, which meant that the door was easier for us to push it open for pharmacists to prescribe. So it took a joint, collaborative, multidisciplinary approach to get change. So if we want that to happen, we need to make sure that we get commissioners on board. We need to get pharmacists who are civil servants to start thinking pharmacy first rather than their own jobs, because they've been in those roles for so long. They've been entrenched and marinated in their own tasks. They don't know what's happening out there. And ultimately, everybody blames community pharmacy for not delivering when we've never been given that chance. So I would suggest we need a multidisciplinary approach on that. Mm -hmm. I agree. You didn't even swear. That's a good sign. <laughs> I, I'm scared when you don't swear now, Roger. <laughs> I've got emotions in play in my brain now. It's like, oh, <laughs> you probably said it inside her. <laughs> You're larger than life. Zooming. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you're the only one I know that can bring the house down more than more than Delilah after she cuts Samson's hair. The pharmacy show. They ain't gonna know what's hit them. <laughs> but um, but you know, it's 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 a very serious thing because the, you know you're talking about solutions and they want to put more money for doctors, train more nurses, train more doctors. When, when they just need to invest a little bit in pharmacy and, and they get a bigger audience, bigger capacity. There's so much private finance in pharmacy that we could utilize for the NHS with a little bit of investment and make the biggest, biggest, biggest changes. But they seem to have some kind of focal retrograde amnesia. The minute they think of solutions, they forget pharmacy. Yeah. That point of we it, we don't unite, we don't have a voice, we don't have it. It goes back to that cyclical moment, and we need to address those things first in order to tackle, like you said, the stakeholders and and multidisciplinary teams in order to get a united front and everyone collaborating together to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And the RPS is our supportive body there, so they'll be working on the case to support us, I suppose, on this case. Raj, I, I disagree. They, they, We do have a united voice. I've not heard anybody say pharmacy is not the solution. The fact is that, that we are united. It, the evidence is there. You can't deny there's no evidence. You can't deny there's no facts. You can't deny that we're highly regarded by the patients. But the fact is, the minute it gets to commissioners or decision makers or purse string holders, we're ignored. 
and and, they, and and their answer is well, comes to divided voice. The, the, but we're not divided. We are very united, if, if anything. But more importantly, it's them blocking us and saying that it's it's us that's blocking things. It's not true. And um, I don't think a bit of both, Sid. Um, I don't see that. I'd have to respectfully disagree. Yeah, and I will respectfully disagree too. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see pharmacists as they want their slice of cake you know like hypothetically yeah, yeah. doctors on strike they all unite and strike yeah same with nurses now if a pharmacist was to decide to go on strike the other 10 pharmacies down the road will still stay open yeah yeah that's like, hypothetically yeah yeah because the pharmacist is like you know what I get. I then get a bigger slice of that cake. That stops the unite the, the unity. That but, does stop it. But also, and it's illegal. It's illegal for us to go on strike anyway because of the Royal Charter, which the others don't have. Hypothetically, that will highlight what unity means. It's a case of you know, like for example, we're talking about women in pharmacy, someone outshining the other person and vice versa. There are still elements of it. I'm not saying it's in everybody. Yeah. It's not it's in every pharmacist there, yeah. but there are elements of that in our profession. Yeah. Which, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree with you, but I, but then again, I mean, if you look at it, I think we're more divided than that. That doesn't mean we don't have one voice. I mean, for example, hospital farms, we've always had financial cuts. We didn't see community support them. Communities had cuts. Hospitals saying, "Well, you never supported us. We're not supporting you. We've been having cuts for years." So, I think really it's more—it's not necessarily about the boots and the lawyers opening when we go on strike as independents. I think, and I am a contractor myself. I think really it's a case of a, not a united voice because we're all against the cuts. It's about united action that that failed us. United, yes, united action. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And if and I tell you what, the biggest story since the resurrection would be if we were all united in action and words. Yeah, that would. And hopefully we can get there by next year. You know what? If, if, if people like, if there were more of you and more of Hello around, we would get there next year because you guys, with all due respect, hand on heart, I tip the hat off because you're very unselfish people and you will always think of the majority and you'll always think of the collective. I know people on the English Pharmacy Board that will only think of themselves but will smile as if they smile for the collective and their words come out. But when it goes to the vote or when it goes to action, they are totally but themselves. Totally but anything about themselves. They don't have a we or a collective. They have an I. And as, no matter what they say, you just they, their words do not match their, their actions. And um, and it's basically, yeah. they, they, they just seem to to just somehow get people to believe what they say it's political speak that's what it is and they have that speak and unfortunately people believe them yeah and i'm struck about how the absolute lunacy that they can get away with what they could say and not deliver on the action and all i would ask anybody listening to this podcast is those same women that are, that are leading you and the same men that are leading you the same people leading you see how they have acted against Tyler getting bullied, how they try to unify the profession, and see what words they use when they talk about the team. It'll always be about themselves. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, again, by looking at all that stuff is is why I came up with the mentoring program Brilliant. because you know what, 
pharmacists out there with unique skills, with a unique skill set, and I want them to own it. I don't want a barrier there. I don't want nothing. I want to have that confidence to go out and smash it yeah. and say, you know what, I'm a pharmacist, and I'm going to show you what I can do. You know what, I can't nod any harder without my head falling off. Um, I read what you put down on LinkedIn and gave me a very pleasant, heady surge. And you're absolutely right. And this is the sort of thing that the RPS should have been doing. And not just me doing it, because obviously there's a four, 13 others plus a chief exec and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a team of directors. So it's not just one person failing things. It's the whole collective that's failing. So, you know, what you've done is what the leadership body should be doing. I've had the RPS get in touch. That they, as soon as I announced that, within a couple of hours, they were in touch with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was in shock too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where are you thought to put it down? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I'm, I, I, I'm all for collaborating with the RPS. I'm all for it because they have that name, they have that brand, and they have that position within our society to make that difference. It's just that, like you said in in um, interviews before, they just don't know how to market it well. Yeah. Um, and and the vision that I've got for the mentoring program is absolutely massive, absolutely massive. No, it's not just mentor and mentee advice. You have it once a month, and you've got accountability. But these mentors that you know are masterminds—that's why I call them masterminds because yeah. they've got that platform and got to where they have by you know what self-development. They've broken away from the mold. They've broken the norm and say you know what. I can actually turn this into something without having to go up the, you know, yeah. the standard. There are different ways yeah. to make a different career out yourself and still be a pharmacist. Yeah. But what my vision for the mentoring group is then to have the first ever UK virtual summit for the mentors and yeah. have it on a quarterly basis where we are actually putting motions into place yeah. of how to get issues like this yeah you know well it goes to show Raj that you've got a very creative nature of the creative faculty which which is just like you mentioned Hala earlier um you know trailblazing in social media what you're doing now is equally trailblazing something that's uh, in terms of publicizing might not be the, the the newest idea but what you've done is you've made that idea work and you know it's it's a really important difference that you're making, and we need to and we need to make sure that that it's that it's not only supported but it's consistent and everybody can access it. Yeah, I, I, that's the whole point. I want it accessible. I it needs to be free. I, there's yeah. no charges. There's no hidden costs. Absolutely free. It's all about giving back. But it's about not losing our talent to a different profession because. Yeah. The current pharmacists don't see any opportunities, yeah. so they're leaving. Yeah, absolutely. But let me tell you something about you. Um, I met you, I think, so like a year ago, isn't it? Well, we haven't met much face to face, isn't it? Like, I was we a viewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lucky enough, you knew me from my yellow sari dress. <laughs> Because yes. <laughs> I'm the only one probably wearing the yellow one with my hair color and stuff. Wait, wearing yellow, you definitely stand out. 
didn't have the chance to talk, but over the time when we were collaborating with each other and I saw the giving and the love and the drive and your passion and, you know, you've written a blog without even me asking you and you were ju- just fine, you know, you just want to be there helping, supporting, you have an amazing personality and whatever I... happens in life, keep that passion in you, never lose it. I tell you what, thinking about Raj and and Hala joining forces, I'm worried I might, might I might spontaneously burst into flames with all the excitement coming from you two working together. <laughs> I, I shudder to think what mountains you're going to move and how you're going to move them. You you will make confessions look meek. I can't see anything standing in your way, and I think it's going to be an amazing collaboration between two beautiful people. And um, the woman empowerment together. There'll be no such thing as stagnation around you two. There really won't be. Guess what? We'll We'll make a woman empowered and we'll involve Seed and your husband because we're doing the revalidation, isn't it? Rub on the the debate with us, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) We went to to the pharmacy conference, the one that was in Birmingham. Yeah. they had they had a talk in there about women in pharmacy, and it was one of the first talks. And there were four other um, talks going on at the same time, so it was interesting to see how many people turn up. Yeah. But do you know what? In that room, there were only eight females. Oh, really? <laughs> the, room, the rest of the room was empty. Can I? Can I? Can I just say, the National Association of Women Pharmacists did actually. Um, did actually contact me privately and say thank you for supporting Hala. I, I, I think a couple of them might have contacted Hala as well, but I think, like I said, because we as pharmacists are risk averse, we don't know how to handle conflict. A lot of people might have run a mile. But um, to be fair, the National Association of Women Pharmacists did want mentoring. They have always argued about closing gender equality. The problem is the men never listened, the women never marched, and nothing ever happened. I think so. They said the only problem they can support me was because they were deciding with me for election or stuff like that. They were saying, and I was thinking, is that the problem that they really have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the issue. I think. Well, they they shouldn't dump the ambivalence on you, and that's the problem. Yeah. And it also shouldn't be private message stuff like that should be open everything else is open yeah so why not open the message and say thank you for your support thank you for standing by her yeah and i think because i'll tell you why because if that happened they're worried about being attacked and they were worried about um you know being being singled out and therefore their their support was quiet and from around the sides. Not everybody, Raj, has your capacity to convey charged expressions of feeling. That is a gift that you have. It's a it's an inner strength and because of your past experience you have you have developed a toughened skin, which is lovely to have and it was quite heartening. A lot of people don't have your amazing requisite quality skills. And a lot of people are scared, unlike yourself. And therefore in that respect they support and therefore they were they 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 were in a way seem to be competent when they gave a lot of background support and Nort was one of those organizations. To be fair, this openness about me and me being outspoken has always been there. The only thing is I tamed it down because it was deemed as 
not being professional professional enough to go up the ladder. Be very careful of what you say. Be very careful of what you do. Da, da, da. And I found I wasn't me, and me anymore. Yeah, you lose your identity. Yeah. yeah. And especially over those 12 months, I was like, you know what? I need to go back to be me. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a effing F. I don't give a flying F blah, blah, blah about what people think about me. I honestly do. Like I said, like my parents were having a heart attack when they saw like, like an article out about me and stuff like that. They were like, your face is on there. I was like, I don't care. Okay. I, t- I tell you what, I think I think you being angry is more dangerous than opening a can of anthrax. <laughs> now I've heard now I've heard what comes out of your mouth. Yeah, just <laughs> I think I fancy my chances with Novichok. I don't know why, but I get childish excited every time I hear you swear now. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> me, me having like articles out there and me being openly and honest has enabled a form of accountability as well i need yeah. to be accountable to myself that i'm true to myself yeah yeah i i'm doing this for a reason and there's a reason behind it and i want to be reminded why i'm there yeah yeah that's why i do it yeah no, and, and 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 we need more honest people like you, for sure. A supernova remnant of, of honesty and integrity. You know, we need more people like you before you become remnant. Mm-hmm. So important. No theatrics, no histrionics, just say it the way it is. Yep. That's what it's all about. It's like Marmite. You either like it or you hate it, but it's... The truth is there, and sugar is sorry. The truth will always be salty to someone's mood, someone's someone's wound. So it is. Yeah. It is. It's a case of I know I can't be this way in order to get stakeholders to get you know them to listen and things. Like that. There, there are ways about being professional, but still ways about being true to yourself. And uh, the way I'm going to be true to myself is I will call bullshit when I see it. Sure, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to yeah. be honest with yourself and you can't say, well, left is right and right is left. Well, you know, people have to be, you know, acceptance of what's the uh, right thing to be done. Full stop. Absolutely. You have to vigorously oppose any break in the boundaries of propriety. You have to be the voice of those who are silent who can't open their mouths or who are too vulnerable to say anything. And that's, yeah. that's, that's where you come in. And I've had private messages about them reading my articles and reading my story and that enabled them to take action. They were suffering yeah. for so long and reading it just gave them the power to take that action and I was just like, wow. Yeah. I yeah. social media for a couple of months, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reminds me of that saying. It's coming <laughs> could have, would have, should have always the last words of a fool the idea is just go out there and grab it and get it yeah that's the main thing that's the difference between leaders and followers that's well, the answer from last podcast now what's she that? was asking about the leader and a follower yes <laughs> 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 I tell you what, when, when sometimes when you look at the sky after a hard day's work and it's gin clear, 
like the colour of a baby blue eyes. It's just beautiful, and and it's uh, and uh, and you know when you can look up at the sky and feel happy in yourself, even if the world seems like against you, but you're being true to yourself. Yeah. I think that's when you are always being progressive rather than regressive. Yeah. I will try to remember that, Sid. <laughs> I did come home from a very tough day and you know what that's just made it all better <laughs> uh, that's what the farms are supposed to do with each other to make everyone feel better yeah, yeah. Uh, when things are in your control it's just like wow but yeah that, so anyway, thanks for that you're two pharmacists and you have a child so the child should be a genius now should be speaking pharmacists <laughs> by now <laughs> so I'll be like yeah, yeah, yeah. the child in a few months saying paracetamol do this ibuprofen do this <laughs> his version of medicine is a nice healing hug at the moment which is absolutely lovely <laughs> yeah. and some mistakes are too much fun to only make once that's, that's also true yeah <laughs> 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 you know, sometimes I worry the antidepressants are struggling to keep up sometimes. <laughs> oh, those are something that, you know, I've been honest about antidepressants. Yeah. And they were a form of, again, I felt like a part of me was lost whilst being on it. Um, but I was absolutely determined to come off them, and I did. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so I was on it for six months. Um, I finished it like the doctor told me to, and I had that conversation with her. And I was like, you know what, things do happen for a reason, and I've learned patience out of this. But yeah. again, mental health and things like that, we can be speaking here for hours. Sometimes um, I'm but talking to people I... about this. Sometimes the situation can trigger you to do this. The situation can drag you down. Um, how things happens in your life. You know, mental health sometimes is, is related to a situation that dragged you down. Situation that dragged me down. Yeah. And it's a situation that made you go down there. But hey, ho, that's another topic for another time, guys. That what? is mental health issue. Yeah, we need to see who's going to win tonight. What what are you no, France won. France won. One nil. Against Belgium. So if we won tomorrow, we'll be playing with France then. It says Croatia. Yeah. I think, it I think I think Hala is predicting that we're gonna beat Croatia, so I'll be in England France final. <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> So she sings as well as causes trouble within the profession. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm going to put my hands up here and say I actually don't follow football. Uh, uh, everyone. I know the footballers' names. I know the uh, the uh, goalers. Everyone. I know all the names now. I watch them one by one. But I am watching it. You'd be proud. You'd be very proud. But I don't understand the offside rule at all. <laughs> But you'd be proud of watching. So, so what you're saying is that the beautiful game to you is a masterpiece of calculated chaos. Is that what you're saying, Raj? No, the beautiful game for me is when it actually goes to penalty shootout <laughs> <laughs> and the final whistle goes. Yeah. 
I was like, wow. I was like, this is the most football I've watched in years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll draw you the offside rule if we ever meet. Okay. <laughs> I will hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a Damascene moment for you, trust me. She's moving the ketchup bottle in front of the brass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is it like to be with a pharmacist? Married to a pharmacist. <laughs> married to a pharmacist. What would it be to be married to another pharmacist. <laughs> Yeah, I got asked that um, when we first got together, and I was like, "Well, we don't exactly sit over the dining table discussing all things paracetamol, now, do we?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, work stays at work, and your home life is your home life." <laughs> at least you know what you're talking about, <laughs> especially when you're upset about something. It helps. Uh, it helps for your partner to understand the profession that you're in and the pressures that you face. Um, Yes, like um, my parents honestly thought that pharmacy were was the most easiest profession for any female. And I said to them, I was like, really? (laughs) I go to work before my brother. I come back after my brother and he's a dentist. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is a tough job. I mean, no one understands it till you're in it and you know what it's like and what you're facing. And... Yeah. Very nice to have that appreciation and someone to understand the pressures and stress that we're in. Yeah. Uh, he does encourage me as I encourage him and it's, it's lovely. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely to have that support. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, then. That was a cockle warmer of a story, and uh, it's, and it's now cockle melting. <laughs> I'm going to go and find a pharmacist to marry her. There you go. <laughs> From now no. on, all of, everybody around me has to be a pharmacist. <laughs> no words have sufficient currency than being married to a pharmacist. There you go. You have know many female women in pharmacists. Yeah, I can put them in your kitchen. I mean, I have to say, I thought being married to a pharmacist would be as risque as a Cliff Richard concept. But you've totally changed my mind on that. I think that's the way forward now. It tickles my fancy. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> we have to end it by a giggle at the end, you know? Everyone will be explaining this later. <laughs> but I hope yeah, I get to see you two at the pharmacy show. It'd be lovely to meet you guys in person. Yeah, be Thank a, you, definitely. I I'm involved in the pharmacy show. I'm always involved in pharmacy shows. Um, it's one of my favorite. I love all the people in there. The organizers are amazing. I have a very good um, relationship with all of them. So they always treated me as a queen. They always, um, you know, ask my opinions on things. And I really love those people. From the beginning. I think it's, like, it's like you are going there to give value. 
They're amazing. It's... I mean, those people are amazing. The closer still media, all of them. Even um, the CEO, he met me in last year, and he came and called me by my name. And I'm thinking, who's that? And then he said, I'm Michael Westcott, and it was an amazing opportunity to meet that guy. Lovely. But um, thank you for you two taking out your time to discuss all things pharmacy, as again. Um, apologies for not so many laughter moments because there are very serious topics there, Sid. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> <laughs> they are serious. We just say it with a smile on our face. That doesn't mean we take it less seriously. Yeah. 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 And then may- maybe work on some math skills for next time, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> Desperate times call for serious deliberations. You know that. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't leave all the math till the technicians and dispensers. You've got to still keep it working, man. You know what? I was listening to your question and it cut off on the 300 thing. And then I was thinking, what are you saying? 300 and then it cut off. Uh. <laughs> Hello, this is not Vietnam. There are rules. Really? And rules are after si- after six o'clock, six o'clock, when the pharmacy closes, no more maths. Okay, I agree now. No more maths, <laughs> just just verbs and adjectives and nouns, because all my days filled up with maths and chemical formula and 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 interactions and management. But that's what it is about when you have pharmacists chat. I will bear that in mind for next time's trivia questions. I tell you what, maths after six o'clock is enough to scare a police force. Trust me. For a yeah, because like, what's the next movie is coming up in the cinema? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's your favorite book? That's uh, it. I, I was thinking she's going to ask me what's the last film I saw, so I watched ten. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask you. That. What did you What did you have for lunch? I was I actually had lunch just just as I say what I had for lunch. I was thinking all these different things. I was not expecting three hundred and thirty six divided by twenty eight. <laughs> Check you your pre-reg exam again. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, don't expect the norm from me. No. You won't. There is nothing normal about you, Raj. You're absolutely right. Raj, next yeah. time you bring us a, a calculation about concentration and dilution and you dilute this and this and that and that and then what's the answer? <laughs> you know what? You are Hala. the answer's you... no. What was the question? <laughs> You almost had a prednisolone question saying this this many milligrams for X amount of days and then it reduces by this and blah, oh blah, blah. You know, like, you know, that prednisolone, uh, that question that comes like, you give the first day that amount and then the second day that amount and then the third day that amount and then you go, <laughs> how many tablets do you have to do? Very almost did that question. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have... You have 10 tablets for, for one week, then 20 tablets for, you know, the second week, and then la, la, la. So it's going to be like 60 milligrams and then 55 milligrams. <laughs> so you're very, very thankful that I only gave you the 336 divided by 28 instead. 12. I'll never forget that. 12. I'm subverting the form. 12, 12. It's, in, it's tattooed on, on my conscience. Mathematical questions on the next time. <laughs> I'm just going to throw you off the scent altogether. <laughs> Here's a question for you. What's four score and 700 in weight? 
I don't, I don't answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the host of this show. <laughs> I give the questions, I don't answer them. I'll tell you the answer when I see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the to show you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see, see you. We're gonna see you in the pharmacy show. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I'll I'll look out for you too. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we could stand in any one one area though, in case anyone takes us out, and there'll be no one who who uh, challenges the profession after that. <laughs> oh, they won't dare! They won't dare! I see <laughs> Motherly instinct and all. (laughs) 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 Honestly, thank you guys uh, for coming out and and speaking on the show about uh, these topics. Um, They are crucial. Uh, They are current on what everybody is talking about. And now we do, like I said, we need to to get motion in play. We need to get steps rolling. We need to get wheels going and not just talk. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words, absolutely. On that note, I thank you, Hala, and I thank you, Sid, for taking your time out to speak to me tonight. Thank you. And watch for highlights. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Have a good night. Have Bye. a good night, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.